0: He's Jamie Rivers. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rives and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, where we are happy to be joined by Cardinals insider for the athletic, Mark Saxon. Saxy, how you doing today, man? I'm doing
1: fantastic. I, BK, I'd be doing a little better if the sun were out. I could take the dog for a walk or hit a couple golf balls. But otherwise, I'm, I'm hanging in there as we wait for this... Um kind of gloominess to, to
0: ease so I hear you uh, you went on a little bit of a golf trip yesterday how'd that go for you it well, was beautiful I uh, I
1: did pick the wrong course to walk though have you ever heard of Ann Breyer across the river in Illinois tough course to walk there was from green to tea one of them had to be at least a mile I swear <laughs> to God I was I was sweating. Uh, profusely by the time I got to the next T, I can tell you that.
0: Well, on the plus side, Mark, you haven't had to travel for the last two months <laughs> or so, so you've got that going for you. On the downside, we haven't been able to watch baseball, and that's where I wanted to get with you today. The hell did you make of ma- Major League Baseball owners' proposal to the players yesterday? What are we supposed to make of this?
1: Well, I guess they'd ease off the revenue sharing, the, split, the straight you know, 50-50 split, Um, But it sounds like, you know, the players aren't exactly thrilled with this initial, um, you know, proposal. But the good news is it sounds like there's kind of a drop dead date of sometime mid to, you know, early to mid June, maybe June 10th kind of area. Because they do have to get these camps started fairly soon if we're going to be playing in July. So. There's plenty of time to get it worked out. And usually at the beginning of these negotiations, it's really ugly, and then they just kind of get to work and start hammering it out. I-, I can't imagine, you know, these two sides aren't motivated to get something done. You, you got to think that it'll happen. But I guess we've been surprised in a negative sense before. So we'll just have to see. But I, I do feel pretty good about it getting done.
2: All right, Saxie. I don't feel very good about this getting done. I mean... Well, you're a former player, so you have a different perspective. (laughs) Look, yesterday the NHL takes the podium, and uh, Gary Bettman goes through his whole thing, and and it looks very positive. The NHL taking steps in the right direction. We'll just call it that. Steps in the right direction. Uh, The public opinion on it, very high of how it's been handled Public opinion on baseball, who, you know, they, they couldn't just stay quiet for the day. They had to drop this stuff on us. And it just seems like it's getting worse. Every time there's communication on the two sides, I just feel like both the players and the owners are just out of touch with reality right now and what their fan base is truly going through.
1: I think I think there's some truth to that. I think and maybe even, you know, deeper than that in terms of why there's this strife, they're, they're out of touch with each other. Um, the, the players don't trust the owners at all at this point, and, and there's a lot of reason for that. If you look at the way you know they've hired front offices to be ultra efficient and and you know to, to get max value out of contracts now, so you're you're seeing players squeezed on the front end of their careers, um, and, and you're seeing them squeezed now on the back end of their careers. Really, when guys reach thirty, they're not they're very rarely are they getting these big extensions. So there's so much you know distrust their mistrust among the player's side. But I think that's what the owners are dealing with. And so when they, when they start a negotiation seemingly in a, in a very kind of rigid place, which is what it looks like, the player's reaction, of course, is going to be very negative. And so we'll see, you've got to think that the owners will be feeling pressure from politicians, from us, from media, from, from fans to get the teams back on the field. It's on them to do it. So, you know, you gotta think they'll move, but I agree with you there's not a lot of um, love loss between the two sides right now, Jamie.
2: Okay, so Saxie, this this, this what escalation, so this scale payment that they're sliding talking scale, sliding yeah. scale payment. I went over this with BK in the last segment and I just asked a question. How can you have a sliding scale? When you don't know what the other side is truly making for money, because what is that sliding scale based upon then? If you're talking about revenues coming in, then yes, you have a sliding scale to show just how much money you can pay people in order to still be an operational business. But if you don't know what the owners are bringing in, this sliding scale seems kind of crazy. And I can see why the players are probably a little miffed at it.
1: Yeah, and you can find out why, you know, that's a good indication, a good glimpse into why they're miffed, you know, every time you know, these negotiations are happening, these collective bargaining negotiations, because they really don't have any insight into it. They can't see the players' books. Nobody can. They're closed. So, you know, that's a big problem. And I think transparency is important in these talks, and we'll see if there's ever any movement toward that. But the owners have been, like, adamant about about keeping that part that way. So that would seem to be a hill that they're willing to die on. But I agree, like, until... Until both sides have all the information, it's really hard to know whether they're getting a good deal. They're, they're going to feel like they're kind of gypped or ripped off in all these negotiations until they do have a better sense of that.
0: Cardinals insider for The Athletic, Mark Saxon, joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I I did want to ask you about that drop-dead date that you were talking about, Saxy, because it it seems like it fluctuates depending on who you're listening to on any given day. I mean, I've I've seen June 1st. I've seen June 10th. I think that we saw at first there was going to be that two-week quarantine, and now I I think there's questions as to whether or not that's going to have to happen for players. Is there actually a drop-dead date? And uh, kind of as a secondary question off of that, a follow-up question, if you will, if the owners believe that they're going to be losing money on every game, do they really have any incentive to follow on that, that that deadline of a date?
1: Well, I think the incentive, BK, comes from you know pressure they're feeling to get something going for the benefit of the league. I mean, if, if this thing falls apart because they're haggling over money, that's not a good look for this sport, especially as you guys have been referencing with the NHL and NFL and, and NBA, you know, talking about playing again if they can't get it done and and put something on the field, that's going to be a colossal disaster for this game. And they'll have no one to blame but themselves. And I think the reason it's sort of frustrating BK to sort of follow all this stuff is it's so dynamic as is our understanding of this virus. It's going to change week to week as we learn about cases, as we learn about protocols, those are going to be shifting dates. will be shifting, but again, the pressure is to get something on the field. And I think if you don't start in July, it's going to be very tough because we don't know what the fall is going to look like. And I think that's why you're looking at some kind of deadline because you're going to need at least close to three weeks of spring training so that pitchers aren't getting hurt early in the season because they're not built up. So you do need a three week spring training. And in order to do that, it's got to be right around mid June or we're not going to be playing in In early July, as they said. So the whole thing, again, is very frustrating. Let's hope they can get the financial piece done so they can work harder on the health protocols and get them airtight. And then there really could be some semblance of a season. And I think That would make all of us happy at this point.
0: Final question for Mark Saxon of The Athletic here on Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. Saxon, your uh, recent questions and answers or your uh, mailbag that you wrote on The Athletic, you were asked about both Nolan Arenado and Francisco Lindor and how this pandemic affects the Cardinals' potential ability to acquire either of those two players. In your opinion, how does this affect their ability to acquire one of those two?
1: You know, I think we just have to look at, you know, in the, in the, in the last off season there was virtually no appetite to add any salary, right? And, and at this point, with no gate potentially all season, this is a team that draws very, very well. Do they have a good media rights deal as well? Yeah, they have a good one. Do they have a great one? No. They don't have a Dodgers deal. They don't have a Yankees deal. So they're going to be hurting. I mean, losing a gate for a team that draws $3 million in a place, you know, like this with this kind of fan base, is really going to hit them hard and they're still paying on their stadium. So I just don't see a lot of appetite to take on, forget about Nolan Arenado's $35 million per year, the 17 million that, that Lindor is making in arbitration. So it just becomes a very complicated scenario. And I think they'd have to move money and that's tough, going to be very tough to do. You're going to see, I think more teams wanting to move salary than take it on. And so I, To me, it all falls into the financial category at this point. Neither one, to me, seems likely. And Again, that is not inside information. That's just from everything I've seen in terms of how they've acted in recent seasons.
0: He's Mark Saxon. You can read his work on The Athletic. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Mark A. Saxon, and you can find him here on 101 ESPN frequently as well. Saxon, we always appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and your family. Great talking to you guys. Same to you. You're the best. That's Mark Saxon joining us here on Ribs and BK. With Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. Coming up next, it's time for questions and answers. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line, and I've got a quick story for Jamie Rivers on the other side as well. We'll do it all on 101 ESPN.
1: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming,